Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. I'm Lissa. Yay! Welcome back, Lissa! Hi, Lissa. It's good to be back. I love being on here. I love having you on here. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, some of you may remember, if you've been listening to us since, like, the very start, because this is one of our first episodes, Lissa came on to talk about the very first VHS movie. So recently, there's been a new VHS movie, and we decided just to skip two and three and, and go straight to number four. So we're here today to talk about <laughs> VHS 94. And you know what? I don't regret us skipping two and three, mainly just because three was bad. <laughs> yeah. I haven't I... seen it, but uh, I, I I believe you. Yeah. Was not a fan. <laughs> I um, I do. I wouldn't be against covering them eventually, but uh, I guess spoiler alert, I loved VHS 94 so much that I was like, okay, it's... let's just talk about this one. It's great. And it was like, very good. Thing- the thing with VHS movies is that none of them have, like, the same overarching narrative because it's all, like, short films put together in an, like, in an, what are they called? Analogy? Anthology. 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 <laughs> Analogy. No. <laughs> God. I'm so, I'm it's so a metaphor. It's a <laughs> metaphor. No. But they're, like, anthology films, so, like, you, you don't need to watch all of them in order to get, like, the story for each one, which is great. Which means that, like, skipping around is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I'm just going to say right off the bat, I think this is my favorite VHS film. There was, like, not a single short that I disliked. Yeah, so I, yeah. yeah I really enjoyed this one. I think the first one will always be my favorite because I always have nostalgia gl- goggles on, I yeah. guess. I do um, love the first one. Yeah. This one was very, like... A very close second. Yeah, so um, let's dive into things. Uh, by the way, this is a Shudder exclusive, so shout out to Shudder for being awesome and having another awesome horror movie. I know we're not Shudder and Kill, but if we could change our name, I would be Shudder and Kill, because I fucking love Shudder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the frame narrative on this is a bunch of police officers who are raiding a compound where supposedly, like, a lot of drug dealers are, and there's, like, all these drugs stored. But once they get in, they realize it's, like, a weird kind of cult thing, and they find all these people dead with, like, their eyeballs gouged out. And so it quickly turns into, like, uh, what's happening? And then, like, there's a lot of just TVs with VCRs, like, sitting around. And all these mm-hmm. VHS tapes. So they start to watch the VHS tapes. Yep. At the very beginning, I think the the one cop guy that's like supposed to be like I guess the protagonist for the connective story, he's like, Whoa, I know that guy. That guy sells VHSs down the street from me. And it's like the guy that works at the VHS store oh, or yeah, whatever that's, that's right. got his eyes yeah. gouged out. And there's mm-hmm. um there's, like, some lady cops, too, and they're kind of, like, giving him shit. They're like, oh, man, like, you're such a loser, you're gonna blow our cover, and whatever. They're kind of, like, teasing each other back and forth. <laughs> um, so it kind of sets up. Uh, and unfortunately, I can't remember what any of these characters' names are. I could probably look it up, but I... I'm not sure they to. had names. They do have names, because they kept, like, calling his name, but they were like, damn it, so-and-so, but I can't remember what his name was. Like, Selinsky was a- one of them or something like that? 
something. I don't know, but uh, anyway, so I, I think it's like a pretty solid frame narrative, you know, as far as the frame narratives go. Um, <laughs> so the uh, twist at the end of the frame narrative was pretty interesting to me. Oh, it was so good, but I think we should get to like that it. like after we cover all the shorts. Yes. Um, yes. yes. So uh, the first short is like um. I really like this. It's, like, taken from news footage, basically. Like, they're talking about this um, sort of local cryptid in their town called the Ratman. And they're, like, interviewing people <laughs> on the street. And they show the amateur drawing. Um, it's kind of a parody of, like, that famous news clip of the leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, like, a really badly drawn picture of a rat man yeah but i love the people they interview the one guy's like yeah i saw him looking up at me out of the sewer like that fucking clown from it and it just like that made me laugh there's <laughs> and then, like there's like, like some teenagers skateboarding or whatever and like it's funny because like they the footage that they use for them like one of the he like falls off his board or like he doesn't even land the trick <laughs> yeah. that he's trying to do. <laughs> and yeah. then um they interview like a preacher and he's like, I think it's a sign from Jesus. It's the end times. <laughs> and like, I don't know, it's just really funny. And then the last guy they interview is just like holding this giant rifle and he's like, Yeah, I saw it. I saw the rat man in that sewer tunnel over there. And, like, the news reporter just, like, awkwardly looks at him for a minute and is like, oh, cool, like, nice gun you got there. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, like, we have uh, the main lady and then her cameraman. And so they hear from uh, their bosses, I guess, that they that they want them to get footage from, like, inside the tunnel. So the news lady's all, like, mad about it. She's like, ugh, I have to go wade through sewage to get some, like, stupid footage in a tunnel. Like, what the heck? So, um, as they, like, go into the tunnel, they hear some noises. And, like, they see somewhere- they see, like, a sleeping bag that's all lumpy. So they go and, um, try to prod it. And they realize, like, oh, there's homeless people living down here. And so she mm -hmm. gets this brilliant idea that she's like, ooh, I should do a story about homeless people- and I'll win myself, like, a big prize. And Well, she doesn't say that, but the cameraman kind of teases her about it. Like, yeah, you'll win yourself a real good prize for doing, like, that news story. Mm -hmm. um, All the while, there's, like, a guy kind of, like, following them for most of this. He's, like, yeah. in the background of a whole bunch of shots, just kind of, like, watching them. Yeah, so eventually they do catch up to him, and she, like, tries to interview him. But he's just, like, really off. Um, and he talks about, like, Ratma lives here, too. Like, I'm not alone, it's Ratma. And he just, like, acts kind of off. And then, um, I can't remember, does he attack them or do they get, like, surrounded by other people? There's, okay, I think there's actually two people. So, like, they, they find yeah. one person in the sewer, but, like, before they even enter the sewer, there's a guy following them. And, like, they pointed out, like, there's a guy standing over there and he's really creepy. And that's the guy that, um, spoilers, like, he's at the end and, like, he's the the kind of normal guy. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he was the preacher, mm -hmm. right? From the church. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, 
Anyway, they get attacked and, like, taken to this part of the sewer where there's, like, all these people gathered around. And the preacher mm-hmm. is there and he's like, you're gonna meet Ratma and, um, you know, she'll decide whether or not you're worthy. And um, from this tunnel, like, the big the big rat creature emerges. It looks mm-hmm. super so- sick. I oh, love yeah. I love the design for Ratma mainly because like it it's like really dark and like the the like VHS fuzziness of it you can't really tell all the detail but like I've seen photos of like the puppet and it's literally like this like elongated snout face but like on the end of it is like a human person's face yeah. and then the the mouth opens up and it's like a really long jaw, but like the whole thing as a silhouette looks like a rat. Yeah, and it's like really cool. So, uh, fun pretty. fact: the creature designer, the person who designed this, was also the creature designer for the ritual, mm-hmm. um, which is like one of my favorite creature designs. So I just kind of yeah. love that. I'm like, oh yeah, the yeah. Great the, creature designer strikes again. The the creature designs for. Rama and uh, the I'm blanking on the name uh, for this motor. It, yeah, motor. Like you can tell, they're like kind of done by the same person, mainly just because the body horror is a little similar. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because um, like the way motor is, it's like there's like a face hidden in like other body parts, and it's yeah, kind of the same way with Rama. Yeah. Um, cause like Rat- Ratma, like the whole thing is like, it, it, it's supposed to look like just a giant rat, but when you look closer, there's like a human face and like human appendages and everything. It's just really creepy and it's <laughs> really fun to look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, they take this like liquid from it and, um, <laughs> It's like they, acid or something. Yeah, they pour it over the can the cameraman, and it's like acid, and it melts his face. It's really mm-hmm. cool body horror in this film all throughout, but mm-hmm. I liked that bit. Um, and then they mm-hmm. turn to the news lady, and they're like, "Okay, it's your turn. Like, she'll decide if you're worthy." Um, and then it cuts to like another news report where one of the anchors. Well, well first off, it, it cuts to a commercial of like oh, yeah, uh, vegetable, the masher. vegetable masher. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about the veggie masher. It's I like they the just keep masher. sticking. They just kept keep sticking vegetables and everything in this big masher, and it just like is like mash it into paste. Yeah, yeah like make a delicious paste and access <laughs> and put all it, the nutrients. They, like, they show you like putting it on a plate for a meal. Like it's supposed to be appetizing, but it's just like carrots. They're just mashed up. Like it's, and it makes it a huge mess too. It's like it sends yeah, it's vegetable so chunks it's flying so everywhere. It's it so reminds funny. me a lot. It reminds me a lot of Cheddar Goblin from Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just like this so nonsensical funny. ass commercial in the middle of of this horrifying premise. Yeah. Um, and so they, they cut back to the news and they're like, oh, we rescued this woman from a sewer after she got stuck in there or something. And then they're like, well, we're, we're happy to have you back. Um, and then... She keeps talking and she, she like keeps saying Ratma over and over again in like what she's saying. And yeah. the the other news anchor is like looking at her weird 
And then she like starts throwing up and she like throws up in his face and it's uh it's the goop from earlier that melted the face off of the other guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it melts and his face. It melts his face off and he's like screaming and like pulling the skin off of his face because like he's just like trying to get all the acid off but it's already melted his face off and and then she just kind of turns to the camera and she's got like all the goop on her face from like it's just like dribbling out of her mouth and she goes hail ratma <laughs> yeah. I love it. that's the hail ratma because it's the like like i'm heather morrison for it's not heather morrison that's a actress um for channel six news hail, hail ratma, ratma. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good so good it's very yeah, I funny loved the short um what did you guys think i it's this one is like probably the most fun out of all of them i think just because it's kind of silly in concept um yeah and it's also just like the one that i reference a whole bunch um I feel like probably the best one is the, I think, the third one. Yeah. Yeah. The third one's really good. Mm. That one and this one are, like, both kind of tied for my favorite. Mm. I like I like all of these. Probably the last one is my least favorite. I don't think it's the strongest of them. Yeah. But this one is probably the one that I reference the most, but the third one is probably the one that I feel like is m- m- the most well-made. Yeah. Yes. Can't agree. I I really enjoy this one because I just the 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 funness of the Ratma. I yeah. just want to just come up to everybody and be like, "Hail Ratma! Hail, Hail Ratma! Ratma. Hail What's Ratma!" Funny, one of my one of my uh, mutuals on Twitter told me that uh, apparently that uh, that part takes place like the Ratma short takes place in the same town that they went to college in which i think is funny that's hilarious uh hail ratma hail ratma i was like you're the you're the rat man you've been the rat man this whole time you didn't tell me (laughs) (laughs) i do like Uh, i love the like good blend of like horror but also really good comedic timing in this one yeah Um, the the one joke when uh (laughs) I think her name is Holly or something, and the camera guy was, like, Jeff, and they're at the van, and he's like, didn't they say that we should get in the drain? And she just looks at him, and she goes, hey, Jeff, fuck you, and he oh, goes, no, it's, he, copy that. He, he asks her oh, if she wants he, to get drinks after. He's like, so, yeah. we want to get drinks. Oh, so you yes. want to go get a drink? <laughs> he's, like, like hitting on her or something, and she's like, hey, Jeff, fuck you. <laughs> copy that. Copy like, that, that was so good. So good. I uh, died laughing at that one. Yeah. Um. So shall we move on to the next one? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Um, so like, through all this connective tissue, they like they'll like show a short and then go back to the um, like the connecting story after that one ends. And like, I think between this this one and this the next short. They, like, uncover some more rooms, and one of them is, like, full of, like, upside-down crosses or something, right? I think it's the, uh, it's the cathedral setup area. Yeah, because they're setting up for the, uh, the funeral one, which takes place in a church, I think. Funeral home. Well, yeah, funeral home, but, like, churchish area. 
Um, so the second one is um, it takes place in a like it's a it's about a funeral and it's about this woman who has to um, record like all night for this one funeral. Yeah, or it's the guy's um, wake. So like, yeah, his family members are supposed to come visit him and like say their goodbyes, but no one yeah. shows up and she's there alone and, and she has like, to record all of this. And yeah. And, and um, she's like convinced she keeps hearing noises from the coffin and she's like, oh, like he's moving. And so she keeps calling her boss and the boss is like, hey, like, stop bothering me. He's not moving. He can't move and like all this other stuff. And, you know, she keeps hearing rattling coming out of the coffin. And I think at one point, one person comes in and says like some kind of prayer and then leaves I don't remember what specifically his deal was. He speaks another language or something. Mm -hmm. And when he leaves, he like darts out the door and she's like, are you not going to stay any longer? And he's like, I pay my respects. Bye. And just leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's also a huge thunderstorm like raging outside, which is Mm -hmm. really cool for the atmosphere. He also mentions that it's a tornado. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like no stranger to those in uh middle of Oklahoma. yeah <laughs> yeah so this one yeah it just has a cool atmosphere the whole time like you know mm-hmm. she's just alone in this funeral home and there's like the creepy organ music playing and yeah she calls her friend on. at one point and she's like i'm yeah. really kind of nervous about this and her friend's like eh, it's fine <laughs> yeah she yeah. asks her friend to get the obituary because she's like i just want to know what happened to him because i think it's gonna put me more at ease if i know what's going on here mm-hmm. and, and then her friend called back calls back and tells her what happened <laughs> yeah and it's that his fucking head got decapitated yeah he uh said it was on the top of a church said a bunch of gibberish in a different language and then jumped mm-hmm. and yeah. that's how they found him yeah and it's like yeah so um so like there's like all this rattling going on and then like he the guy gets out of the coffin and he's like walking around and she's like what the fuck and like the reveal is really great because like his head is turned in in such a way that you can't like tell like what's going on with him but he turns around and his head has been like split diagonally down and it's, like, so cool, because he just, yeah. like, turns around. It's so neat. And he's just got, like, and- <laughs> his jaw, like, hanging there, like. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, walking around, and, like, she's screaming, and, like. And then she sees the top part noise. of his face. Yeah, the, like, the top part of his else. face has fallen out of the and coffin, eyes, and it's, like. like his eye, like, yeah. comes and looks at her. It's so creepy. <laughs> it's so yeah. gross, but I love it. <laughs> And then right as soon as the uh, the eye spots her and the body starts running towards her, the tornado hits the funeral home. Yeah, yep. like the tornado sirens start going off and the, oh, it's so good. It's so it's great. Um, and then at the very end, you see like the camera is like tilted on its side because it's been blown over and the whole like funeral home is like in carnage basically, like just been destroyed. But she stands up and like walks out of the wreckage. Yeah. yeah. So it like it leaves a lot of questions. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. what was going on? Yeah. So this one is actually what I thought the vigil was gonna end up being. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> thought that too. Um, so, um, 
when we watched the vigil like a couple months ago um and then we sat down to record like literally like during the first half of the movie i was i was like this is gonna end up being like that short from vhs 94 isn't it because it's this guy who has to like watch a body for um like uh, like awake basically and it, it, that's not what it was at all but <laughs> it's like still kind of kind of funny how like these both kind of start out a little bit the same but then turn into two completely different things mm-hmm. i i have to say i think this one was my absolute favorite oh yeah i loved this one it does all my favorite little things that horror movies do because it just like is like, hey, um, you know that edgier seat? You're gonna get real acquainted with it pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one that, does have a that really kind good, of like, like build up of suspense. Yeah. That like kinda like sudden reveal is something that I I think, yeah, Alyssa, that's some that's something that you typically enjoy with uh with horror films when like yeah. there's like a fun twist. And the protagonist was, like, pretty relatable, because she's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this is weird, and I don't want to be here. And I'm like, yeah, that's a mood. Yep. Oh, yeah. I also like that, because they set up in the beginning with that something is going to go weird, because with the funeral home director still there, like, telling her what she needs to know for the night, he's like, hey, this is uh on its pedestal uh like wonky it's not straight on here and the guys one of the other guys was like well i set it on there straight i don't know why it's not like that anymore and he's like huh i must have bumped it and i'm like oh friend you didn't bump it oh he moved oh he's moving in there (laughs) yeah and i like the ending too because it's kind of ambiguous i'm like is she reanimated or is she just alive and a badass like what's going on here Mm-hmm. exactly i huge huge fan of this one mm-hmm. i also like all of the junk with the like every so often during the night the power would flash a little bit and at one point the power flashed and she had to run and grab a candelabra from a storage room and light the candles and as soon as she lit the candles the power turned back on and then when she turned around the coffin was askew on the thing and <laughs> i was like oh yes i'm so here for this yeah. it was my favorite <laughs> so good yeah uh so are we ready to move on to the next yeah Sounds i don't remember what what happens between this one and the next short i think they come into a room where there's like a bunch of cameras set up right it's a uh, scattered doll parts Oh, those dismembered yeah, yeah. dolls. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all of these, like, when it leads into the next one, like the the connecting story kind of has something in the room that has to do with the video that they're fixing to show. Yeah. Um, and this one is kind of fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah. So if you uh, think about the the doll parts and all of that, um, this next one is a recording that a scientist made in, like... Well, the first part of it is, like, a recording that a scientist made in, like, the 90s. And what what language is it again? I can't remember. Indonesian. Indonesian. So it takes place in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he's, like, been kidnapping people, basically, to, like, 
do experiments on them uh, and yep. try to like fuse, make cyborgs basically. Yeah. So like he's just doing all kinds of like unethical experiments on people to like make them part human, part machine, and um, he gets this, one that's successful basically. This and, actor like, is such a great mad scientist, by the way. Yeah, like, he does so well. Yeah. These monologues, he's like, no one appreciates my genius. Like they're all fools. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's like kidnapped this guy and this girl, and you get to see the process of him like doing surgery on them. Like he removes part of the girl's brain. It's really gross. Um. Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, part of it is, it's cool because this one kind of switches camera angles. So, like, at first it's him recording, but then, like, it switches to her point of view as she wakes up. Because um, mm-hmm. she's got a camera attached to her, but, you know, she doesn't realize that yet. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it finally worked. Happy birthday. Like, I'm successful. And <laughs> he's so thrilled. Yeah, um, and like he come to find out, he's like talking to her, and it's like, oh, you remember your past life? I didn't think that was gonna be possible, and like all this other stuff, and yeah, um, cause she's and then they like get raided quickly... by the police. At oh some point, yeah, right. Yeah, the police come in, and like the whole time she's like horrified. Like she can kind of, she doesn't really, she can't see her face, but she can see like one of her arms has been amputated, and she has like a cyborg arm. Mm-hmm. Um. So she's like, "What? The, what's going on? And yeah, they get raided by the police, and the scientist gets killed, and then the police find the two cyborgs, and are like, oh, mm-hmm. those are abominations, they're not humans anymore, yeah. we should kill them. Um, but well, she they, don't, like, they don't think that they're alive at, at first, and then yeah. they start moving, and then the, they're like freaking out, and they're like, we need to kill these things right now. Yeah, and she's like, starts reaching out to them, like, please help me, and so one of the guys is like, oh no, we should help her, like, she still, you know, has a consciousness, like, she, you know, is trying to communicate with us, mm-hmm. but the other guys, like, kind of ignore him. Yeah. Um, but she gets away at one point. Um, yeah, she like then, runs like, out. The dude cyborg like starts attacking them too, and yeah. so I, the police are like kind of. Sorry, does oh no, go I, ahead. I'm I'm trying to remember the uh, like what happens to the dude cyborg because I don't. I, I think don't really she remember. fights him, doesn't she? Like she kills him. She fights him at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I, remember. I can't remember exactly what order things happen in, but like Yeah, I there's this... what I'm mostly remembering is like the reveal when she like looks in the mirror. Yeah, she's like <laughs> yeah. going through this that's facility. That's like the strongest that's like the strongest like image in my mind of this one. Yeah. It, it really, really fucks good. my mind up. It's so it's good. Really good. She's like So like yeah. she's like running around and like she hears she these comes... other voices like Hello, yeah, that's please help me. Cross all the, these uh, other people who are like, it, some of them are in the middle of surgery. It's super disturbing. Mm-hmm. So she yeah, like, they like have their guts them. all over the table. Yeah, she like pulls the plug on one of the girls because she's like basically just a huge mess of guts and circuit boards and everything. And like, she's not going to live if she gets up. Then there's another one that kind of moves around but i don't remember what she does with her i think she also mercy kills that one because she finds him because she hears the one down the hall just saying like hello is somebody there hello 
Yeah, and she's like, she, please help. <laughs> and she gets in there and the voice, like, like the head sees her and she goes, hello. And then she just, like, freaks out and runs away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then then at, at some point during all of this, she, like, goes into another room and she spots her head in a jar. Like, and she freaks out because, like, she's looking at this photo and it's of her. And then she turns around and there's a mirror sitting there and you see that her head has been replaced basically with a camera. And it's so fucked up. And like that that whole thing just messes with my mind. She's like crying almost like she can't really cry, but like she's making like that noise and like she's freaking out so bad. And it just like it really, really gets to me because you're like looking at her but she's not her anymore because her head has been replaced with the camera. <laughs> and it just, it gets me so, it gets me so hard. Uh. So the technical work on that part, I loved it because as oh, she's like yeah. feeling on her face to see, or like on the camera head, at the parts where it would be like her ears or like this audio receptors and it sounds like somebody like touching a microphone while it's recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Yeah. Yeah, I thought the that, effects on the, were pretty good. That image just sticks so hard in my brain from oh, like yeah. this one and like that that's like the strongest thing when I think about this short that's like the thing that I think about is like just that yeah. reveal. Oh, so it's much so much body horror in this one. So like mm. it also kind of makes me think cuz I just recently finished reading Men, Women and Chainsaws and she has yeah. like a whole chapter about like the use of um, eyes in horror film as, like, kind of a yep. replacement for the camera and, like, this weird, like, how horror especially has this weird relationship with, like, between the viewer and the director and, like, this kind of sadomasochistic thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, it's very interesting. I recommend reading that book, by the way, but this chapter, like, basically she goes into how, like, yes, you can view it as, like, the director being sadist and like inflicting this pain on a masochistic viewer but you can also view it as like empathy machines and like mm-hmm. the viewer willingly like taking on the pain of the protagonist and like developing empathy um it's yeah. really interesting so i recommend reading that but uh anyway i don't know like this short kind of made me think of that i'm like oh like this weird relationship between like the camera and then the viewer is like seeing her point of view and like it was just not doing a good job of putting it into words, but it was just interesting, an interesting thought. Yeah, the 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 whole thing with Carol Clover and, like, the way that we think about, like, basically camera eye and everything, it, it definitely applies here. It definitely applies in a lot of, like, found footage stuff just because a lot of found footage is, like, like, the... The whole thing stakes on the fact that you're watching from a specific point of view um, based mm-hmm. on how it's shot and all of that. And that's part of the reason why I really like found footage and I've like uh, ended up obsessed with it um, within the past couple of months. Oops. Um, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the... Yeah, the this whole thing and like the the camera eye and like 
Yeah, the fact that, like, we're experiencing this with the protagonist and, like, we get the reveal at the same time as she does, it's, like, really powerful for conveying those emotions. Yeah, it's so upsetting because of the way that we've been watching this whole thing from her point of view and... Oh, it's like your heart breaks at that moment, and it... Mm-hmm. Mm, that's yeah. so good, it, though. It makes it, like, worse for me when... Because the entire time before this, when the uh, when the police come in, they ke- like, besides the one dude, everyone keeps going, she's not a person anymore, that's a monster, yeah. kill her. And you can, yeah. like, hear the fear in her voice and see it. She's, like, reaching out, like... Like, please don't kill me because mm-hmm. she's well, not well, a monster. At, at one point near the end, like she encounters one of the other like, um, uh, police officers, and he's like, and she's like, "Please don't hurt me. I want to live." And but like, she's like holding him up against a wall because like she's afraid that he's gonna like hurt her. Yeah, it was if, the guy from earlier who didn't want to kill her. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, yeah. I want to live too, so let's both live yeah. together." It was really wholesome. Yeah, like, kind of formed yeah. a little friendship. Um, yeah, and then this also, other guy is like, "I'm gonna fucking kill this yeah. motherfucker," and like, and, uh, and at some then point, there's a reveal like that a, she has a gun in her arm. Yeah, so she's got like a <laughs> yeah. gun hand. Because I was about to say, um, right before like that, she finds that gun cyborg, and gets the cool sequence. Yeah, yeah, there's like a cyborg battle, like. There's mm-hmm. some good action in this one too. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and then uh, at the end, doesn't she like die? Yeah, they, I think they die. But then there's like a security camera footage that shows her up and leaving the facility. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like I, th- the I think dies, the bat- at least. Yeah, the battery in in her head dies, but like she gets up and keeps going. Yeah, oh, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this one was <laughs> She's my favorite. She's so badass. It, it, yeah, it like gave me a lot to think about, but then it also mm-hmm. has like the badass action moments, and then there's like the cool body horror, and there's just yeah. like so the acting in this one was really good. Like there's just so many elements that I really love. Yeah, I think I really loved this one too because like f- at some point there's like a little bit of a trans allegory in there, but like I don't want to get too much into it because like I can't articulate it very well it goes back to the carol clover thing like i know this wasn't what she wrote about in her book but basically from reading her book i'm like oh all horror is trans horror films have been trans from the beginning Mm -hmm. um i mean she talks a lot about gender and gender roles and all of that within like all of that and how a lot of horror comes from the fact that we went from a uh single gender society to a uh a gender binary and that's like well if i don't fit into this one category then like i'm a bad person or whatever or like i'm old-fashioned and not good enough or whatever and it's like no we had it right the first time (laughs) and people in the 1700s are fucking stupid It's so fascinating, and I, like, highly mm-hmm. recommend, uh, go read w- Men, Women, and Chainsaws. It's yes. so good. I use that one a lot in the essay that I started for Creep, and, uh, didn't finish because I was, haven't taken notes on the second movie yet. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but enough about our gushing. Lissa, what did you think of this short? 
I really enjoyed it. I um, I know I jokingly at one point uh was like, I played Resident Evil Village. I know what's going on here. <laughs> Sturm. Um, uh, but it was it was really neat. I had some really co- I loved the action sequence because she's like. It's right after she, like, sees herself and sees what he's done to all these other women and has, like, um, uh, has, like, pulled the plug on the girl and is just, like, going through this tragic mess. And then she finds the part, the attachment for her arm that's the gun attachment and just, like, goes ham. She's like, just, I know like, what I must do. Taking, <laughs> exactly. She's just taking dudes down left and right. And it's amazing. And then she gets that tender moment at the end. And then she dies? Question mark? <laughs> and I love that. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was super cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, so, on to the last one. Um, this one, this this one made my brain do five different shades of, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Um, this one was, like, really silly, but also, like, I don't know, I had a lot of, yeah, I had a lot of feelings watching it. Um, Uh, I believe one of the things I said in our chat while watching it was, um, wake up, bestie, new vampire lord just dropped. Yep. This one uh, is my least favorite, mainly because the the narrative is like a bunch of white supremacist filming, and like I, yeah, I don't know. I would rather feel like assholes, but um... yeah, I would rather feel sorry for a protagonist and like actually kind of relate to them. But like uh, these guys sucked, and I wanted all of them dead. <laughs> they yeah. feel like the dudes from the frame narrative of the first VHS. They kind yeah. of do. <laughs> So they're like, and I hated those guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like this so- white supremacist militia, basically, and they're like planning a terrorist attack on this uh, building in their town to like, yeah, I don't and even so- fucking know, prove like whatever that their whole philosophy. Um, yeah, and, and so, so they like, keep the- talking about the. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say they and like they're planning on doing this, and they have like this creature or whatever that like they're they're wanting to use for it. Um, and then later on, you find out that it explodes in the sunlight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's blood because they put the blood in a bunny, and the bunny explodes. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, the the it takes a while before we get the reveal of this one but basically the reveal is that they've got a vampire locked up Mm -hmm. and they're gonna like either set this vampire loose which is a stupid idea or use its blood to make explosives which is also a stupid idea like these guys are fucking morons (laughs) yeah they really are oh and then at one point so this police officer shows up and like gives them all these like police grade weapons like cannons and stuff and he's like yeah i support your cause and there's a lot of (laughs) people on the force who support you and so we're excited to see what you're gonna do and like it's the (sighs) it's the fucking cop from the frame narrative yep Yep. so that was like 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 of of course the police is fucking (laughs) giving them weapons like not surprising at all um yeah but, uh, so the day before they're supposed to go carry out this terrorist attack, um, they all decide to get drunk and celebrate. 
and like they get really fucked up and start acting stupid so they decide to go in and mess with the vampire who looks like just this normal dude like at the beginning you see them like shooting him in the head and you're like what the heck and it's basically to keep him like incapacitated like he can't die but you know they keep like just shooting him so it takes him longer to heal so he can't like fight back against them and they're supposed to be like guarding him and stuff but they basically go in to like mess with him and uh he escapes and yeah goes and like fucks their shit up and he's got this really cool design where his whole face like opens up and there's like rows of teeth Mm-hmm. it's so Pretty cool neat. um so yeah he goes and like fucks their shit up and uh that's that's the short it's like i wish this one i guess i just wish it was shorter because I feel like we get a lot of them being assholes, and it's like, okay, I know that they're assholes already. Like, they're white supremacist terrorists. You don't have to convince yeah. me. Um, but it's a otherwise, lot of preamble. Yeah, but I did still enjoy it. I really liked the twist. Um, a really interesting take on vampire lore. Oh, and then at the end, yeah. the vampire like exposes himself to the sun and like blows up their whole facility. Um, yeah, which is really with, yeah. cool. Yeah, with the with the main dude in the room with them, which was nice. Just or not yeah. vindication—that's the word. And then all these guys too. Like as soon as the vampire turns on them, they all like just start crying and. It's begging, so like, funny a bunch to of see how. It's so funny to see how unprepared they are. Because yeah, like I think one of them accidentally shoots you... one of the others because he's just like panicked. <laughs> yeah. It's. I think that's probably why they give you all of that, like, build-up, because it's like, oh, based on all this stuff, it's supposed to seem like they're, like, an actual militia that's outfitted with all this stuff, and that they know their gunplay, but then when it comes down to it, like, they the don't. one on they're the big gun in the truck just, like, takes out guns. three dudes. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Yeah. And, like, I get, I get, like, mainly that the story is basically about how uh, white supremacists and uh, people who act like this are fucking stupid pieces of shit. But, like, I know that already, and I don't know. I would rather I not feel like, spend time with yeah, all I of this. Yeah, I feel like the, the audience that this is aimed at would already have that stance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is fun to but, watch them all get, like, totally fucked up by this vampire yeah just wish it happened True. a little sooner and that this was a little shorter but yeah. otherwise yeah. yeah um so that's leads... a lot of fun yeah so that segues into our ending and so we go back to the frame narrative and the the two lady cops like have the dude who was in the video like tied up and they're like hey that was you in the video and they basically reveal that they're like I don't know what you call it, like, sleeper agents or something? Like, they've infiltrated the police, but they're actually, like, work for this group of people who collect the VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, like, we're snuff film dealers, and we watch all this nasty shit, and now we're gonna make our own video, and it's mm-hmm. gonna be the and best like, one ever. We're the final girls, and you're the sacrifice or something, is what Yeah, one they of give them this, says. like, really cool monologue, and then they, like beat him to death with the camera which um <laughs> again i feel like is some sort of commentary like the carol clover thing of like using the camera as a weapon the, like that's the sadistic eye cool. thing or like yeah. i'm thinking like I'm, using the camera which uh can also be like a kind of a 
a parallel for truth, right? Because the camera is yeah. um, supposed to be objective. The camera itself is objective. The director is not. But, um, yeah. you know, using the truth to literally, like, beat this guy to death because uh, yeah. he's a corrupt-ass cop. I just love that. Um, mm-hmm. So at the very end, they have this great final line. They're like, what should we call this film? And then it cuts to credits and there's a needle drop and they fucking play the song Dead Cops by MDC. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) The fact that they played an MDC song at the end of this film, I love it. It was was, great. Great needle drop moment. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I'm geeking out about it so much. I just love it. Yeah. I gotta say, in in that sequence when she's killing him with the camera, I really like, at one point, the camera gets stuck in his face, and the girl that the camera's on just goes, can you help me over here? This thing's stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You see, like, the blood splatters, and the camera starts cracking and stuff. So Mm -hmm. good. It's really Um, A very satisfying ending. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is definitely of... Of the VHS uh, films, this one's definitely my favorite. I just feel like it's a lot more fun. The narrative is a lot more uh, fit for the kind of, like, uh, shorts that they have. The shorts themselves are a lot more fun and a lot more, I feel like, well thought out than probably previous ones. Um, especially the third one and especially, uh, Ratma. (laughs) I love Ratma. Yeah. Um, Ratma at least is like the most fun of the VHS shorts that I've seen. Um, but like the, the, the third one, man, like that's like the most well-crafted short that I've seen in any of the vhs movies and it was actually made by the same director who did the um the one about the cult from the second vhs movie oh yeah so i thought that was kind of cool like he came back um Mm -hmm. so uh i definitely like this one a lot more than that one but i like yeah that makes sense i um i have this like kind of i really want to write about this movie or like do a video essay or something because like Okay, yeah. yeah. I know on the surface level, it's, like, just a silly, fun, like, anthology found footage horror movie. But, like, I also think it's a fundamentally anti-fascist film. And, like, not just yeah. the last short. Like, I think you could go through all of them and kind of connect this. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, like, there's a connective tissue, at least with the, the third and fourth one of, like, the police. And, like, on top of that, like, with the frame narrative. And then... um. And the first one's sure kind I... of calling out, like, hypocrisy in journalism and stuff, and, like, yeah. fake activism, but... The, the yeah. second one is just fun. <laughs> yeah, again, it's I, like, I, got... I don't know how I would connect it to all of them, but I do think just, like, overall, and, like, this is a fundamentally, mm-hmm. like, anti-fascist film, and I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I gotta say, I really enjoy the themes of body horror that are shown, or, like, throughout this entire... Oh, Yeah. The, the body horror for all of these is great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super good. Oh. I, uh, 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 the, the one with the girl in the video camera. The, I'll never yeah, get over that. That, that <laughs> so one just, good. like, 
when she turns and looks at herself, I I will never, ever, ever forget that. And like, uh, when, when I think about like, overall, this, this like, anthology film, I think of Ratma and I think of that. And yeah. those are like the strongest I, parts of this one to me. Another, another thing about that one, um, that I kind of just literally went like oh wait because he in the beginning the scientist talks about how in the two subjects he has he's gonna leave these specific important parts of the brain in hers which i don't know but i i don't know he leaves a parietal lobe and a different one i don't remember what it was but that, like, I think gives her the ability to feel all the stuff because he says he's gonna take him out of the guy, and the guy seems to just be a killing machine mm-hmm. and sees people and chops them in half. And she seems to actually, like, have feelings. Yeah. Mm. Very interesting and good good yeah. narrative foil. Yes. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I can't stop talking about that one. I, that one is the one that, like, sits with you in the movie, and then you're like, wait, I have more opinions on this than I thought. Yeah, I came out of watching it just going like, I really liked The Wake. That's my favorite one. Cool. I've determined. And now that we've sat here, I'm like, ah, no, wait. Yeah, like, (laughs) out of all of these, I do think that the third one is the most well-crafted one. And, like, the visuals, the story itself, the acting in it is really good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And the body horror, like, the, the... Oh man, <laughs> I could probably go on and on about about this one for forever and ever. Yeah, yeah. But we only yeah. have a limited amount of times. <laughs> and even though it's simple and not anything that's like uh, hasn't been done before, the um, though I really enjoyed the half face on the wake, but the way that the vampire is with the big, like full body mouth. Yeah. That yeah. was super cool to see. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a such a neat thing. Yeah. Yeah, it so. was so good. I think um, it's safe to say that we all recommend people watch this one. Yes. Yes. I yeah. do. Um, yes, yes. If you don't have a Shutter account, get a free trial. Like totally mm-hmm. recommend this it's got some some of my favorite creature design in modern years that i've seen and just yes so good it's super cool if you have time just google ratma and go to images because it'll show you like up close to the details of that puppet and yeah, it's I found, crazy um, i might try to find this again i found a really great article that's like interviewing the creature designer and he talks about like some of his motivation behind the design and he's like yeah i think of ratma as like a fundamentally sad figure because like he's yeah like, basically saying like i think it's like a creature from another dimension and it has no idea what's going on and like it wants to nurture these people because like he describes it as like okay ratma is like rat ma so like a rat mother and it wants to like nurture these people mm-hmm. but the Aww. stuff that it produces is acid and it like kills them so he's like it's this weird tragedy of like wanting to nurture but also like killing people wow just like joseph (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry 
Yeah. So, uh, do we have any last thoughts? Um, just watch this movie. It's great. <laughs> Found footage horror anthology. Good. Yeah. No. Like. Found footage in general is found footage very good. good. Me like <laughs> that's why Alyssa, uh, you're our go-to found footage person. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> although, didn't you also do the Conjuring with us the first? Yes, one? I did. Yes. yes. So we should do the Conjuring too soon. Yes. yes, we should. I like talking about those movies because, as I stated in the first Conjuring one, I barely think of them as horror. Yeah, <laughs> I spicy take. I, I, uh, my, my spicy take is I don't really like the Conjuring films and precisely probably because it doesn't feel like horror to me, but like, I still like talking about them at least. So yes. I would love to have I, you back um, to talk about them. I would love to be back to talk about them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Alyssa, if people want to find you, where can you be found? I am uh, lasagna on Twitch. That's L-Y-S-A-G-N-A lasagna on twitch and uh take the same thing and slap an underscore behind it to find me on twitter cool yeah oh yeah uh as always you can find netflix and kill on twitter at netflix underscore in underscore kill we are also on patreon um and we appreciate any kind of donations or uh things that are thrown our way um that helps us keep our show funded and uh keep our equipment up to date and pay hosting fees and all that good stuff so a big shout out to all of our patrons jenna in particular for being our highest tier donor thank you so much oh yeah and uh yeah good movie uh stay tuned for more good movies for, or maybe some bad ones. Maybe some bad <laughs> ones too. Um, we gotta do the new Texas Chainsaw that's on Netflix. Oh Ooh, yeah, that's in the works. I'm I'm tuned for that. I'm dreading that one so much because yeah, any I've any kind of off. sequel after the first two just has not been good. Yeah. This one might surprise me, but also I've heard very bad things about it. So <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to do that. Eventually. Um, Eventually. Yeah, but we'll you just all... have to rip the bandaid off at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so everyone, stay safe out there, and mm. hail Ratma. Hail, hail Ratma. Ratma.